Bad news! Yep, good morning, Guam, and thanks for starting your day the KUAM way. Uh, starting lineup here. My name's uh, Chris, and my guest this morning, uh, Dr. Michael Bavacqua. Uh, in studio to talk about, this is a cool thing, and it's happening tonight, so... Um, Puengue Minago of Noche Buena. This okay. is EOG's Chamorro Christmas celebration. Un Puengue Conta, Buenelos, and Moss. So you're going to have singing and donuts. That's You had me at donuts. <laughs> Viva. We always have, actually, we always have way too much Buñuelos. Right. And so... Um, and so, um, yeah, tonight at UOG in the HSS atrium from 6 to 8 p.m., it's the UOG Chamorro Studies, Chamorro Language Program uh, annual Christmas celebration. And so um, all of the different classes, the Chamorro Language and the Culture, the History classes, they all do something different. Some of them are singing. Some of them are doing performances. There's a novena, a mini novena, not the full novena. Oh, a mini novena. <laughs> I wonder what my grandma would think of that, rest her soul. Mini novena, huh? It's times four speed. <laughs> times four speed novena. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about how did you, uh, This how many years have you been doing this? Uh, actually, a while. Um, I can't even remember, but it's... Wow. But at least maybe 10 years, actually maybe even more. Um, and so this is really a, a chance for uh, the, us to kind of teach the kids tomorrow Christmas songs. They make a Belen. So there's going to be a Belen competition. Wow. For those of you that don't know what a, a Belen is, if you type it on your phone in a chat, it'll try to make it bile. Right. The autocorrect will change it to bile, so be careful about that. Don't say, I need the moss for the bile. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, something that we're talking a little bit before about how a lot of our uh, Christmas traditions kind of stem from uh, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. So um, it kind of like there's that intermingling, mm -hmm. right? Of So I don't, I mean, I know that ancient Chamorros probably didn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, right? probably not. But what we are celebrating is kind of... Um, a mix of influences and, mm. you know, the Spanish. And so, I mean, there's no doubt, like, I mean, celebrating Christmas, even if it is in a Catholic way, is tomorrow the way we do oh, it, Oh, right? okay. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that's been adapted. And one thing that I like about Puengen Menago of Noce Buena, because I'm not personally Catholic, right. I didn't grow up Catholic, is it's just you can learn part of the history and the culture from it, is that... Um, and it, it's always interesting because the way we think about Christmas now with like Santa Claus and Christmas trees, that's not the way that tomorrow celebrated Christmas. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's why, uh, you know, before the war, you got yeah. Buñuelos Dogu and yeah. Enoja. That's probably all that's you it. got. Uh, you weren't going to. And that's why it's interesting because once sort of the post-war Americanization starts, that's when more Chamorros start to celebrate Christmas as they're trying to kind of be good Americans. Right, they're yeah. trying to show they're assimilated. But before the war, some Chamorro families were like, how is the Christmas? What is this Christmas? It's Christmas and they're telling, they're telling me I got to buy my kids right. toys? Yeah. What? I don't got to do that. So in my, you know, personally growing up, it wasn't until probably around like eight or nine years old that we... My grandparents, because we were raised up by um, in my grandparents' house, that we had a tree and stuff. Mm. And I remember, you know, if we were lucky enough to catch something Christmassy on TV. It was like, wow, what is this? What is this Christmas? <laughs> I know. What are these presents? <laughs> I know. What is this? They all sit around and they spend all morning opening presents. Because right. wow. for me, Christmas was never about Santa Claus. I mean, it was always about praying. Mm, no, praying, 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 singing, prayings. 
concentrating a whole year's worth of praying into a couple weeks in December. <laughs> no, and, and that's why my students are always a little bit weirded out because we'll, whenever we get to this part of the semester and we're getting ready for Puengun Menag of Notsebuena, we're practicing singing and stuff like that, I'm always reminding them, well, you know that... Uh, According to this part of the history, you know, you're not really supposed to have a Christmas tree in your house because for much of Christian history, Christmas trees were not okay. They were considered to be a pagan symbol. And then Santa Claus and my students are always kind of like, oh, my goodness. Doc, I professor, roll. Here goes Dr. Professor Mike Trivia. Prof deep alternative history again. And, <laughs> and I'm like, you don't even know who Santa Claus is. <laughs> so I, th I think it's um, neat that... You might not have been raised Catholic, right? But mm. uh, if you look at it, it's not just Christmas on Guam. I mean, if you listen to Christmas music, it's kind of that. I mean, it is the one time of year where it's okay to just, like, shove your religion on everybody because <laughs> there's just so many Christmas songs that are traditional that, you know, sometimes we just kind of forget that they're about, like, Jesus. You know what I mean? I, I don't, but I know a lot of people do. Well, thank goodness, because of President Trump, we can say Merry Christmas. Merry again. Christmas. Thank goodness it was... <laughs> It was a cold eight years under right. Obama Ooh, where we boy, were yeah. not allowed yeah. to say Merry Christmas, where the, the thought police were I think were we're kind of going us. a little off here. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, so one thing that I like about it, because it's true, I, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, you know, so we didn't sing Chamorro Christmas songs. We sang right. a lot of religious Christmas songs. Is too. that the I mean, what's the deal with Christmas and Seventh-day Adventist? It's, Is it the same? It's, an, it's a type of evangelical and so it's very it's you can have trees and presents and stuff but for some families it's much more religious less material but so when i first started teaching tomorrow at uog i would be kind of weird because the other tomorrow teachers would be like oh let's sing this nobena song and we'll have the students sing this and i would be like man i don't know any of these songs right. and then they would be like miguel what songs do you sing in your family and i'd be like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> uh, jingle Bells. Wait, Jungle Bells. Jungle Bells. Jungle Bells. Yeah, not yeah. Jingle Bells. Jungle Bells. But, um, and so at first I would be kind of resistant. Right. I would tell my students, okay, you guys, we're just going to sing the chorus. We're not going to learn the verses because I'm not really into this, you know, into this Poing and Managoff thing. It's, it's very Catholic. I don't know, you know. Right. So but, at what point, man, did you kind of like... Uh, look at it more from a perspective of like this isn't necessarily Catholic it's kind of Tremor well, so, or you know it, or, I mean it's both right? oh yeah well so one thing that happened is that I started to actually read the Tomorrow Christmas songs and I found that some of the you know some really deep beautiful Tomorrow you can find in those songs so for example um, you know the Surahanus a lot of them now want to be called Zoomti and there was a time when people were like, that's a made-up Chamorro word. That's not a real Chamorro word. But you and find it in like yeah, the old songs. You yeah. find it in the... And you find it... So for those of you that sing Fanmatu Manhengi every mm -hmm. year, uh, the last verse of Fanmatu Manhengi says, Malongui Tautau, mankind is ill. Tiam Tidzunesta, already beyond curing. Lo matu sidzu amti. But God who is will come who is a great healer. Right. And so when you look at the songs, it's not just about the sort of the religion itself. You can appreciate sort of the beauty in the songs, the way they use Chamorro language, the way people that sing Chamorro Christmas songs every year, you'll be using some words that people don't really use anymore. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, another thing I think is interesting is when you look at the English versions of these songs, a lot of times the Chamorro translation is just, and I don't know if it's because they can't find the exact 
English word, but it's just deeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very true. Yeah. That's why when you sing like Fan Matum and Hingi, Oh come and oh come, let us adore him. But then in Chamorro, Tangingi ta adora. And so that's I not lo- a literal translation. Yeah, yeah, because if you said it in English, it would be let's sniff and let's adore, <laughs> let's sniff and let's adore. Which, which Do they it- sniff babies in the states? <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be kiss, that would be interpreted right. another way as evidence in an <laughs> impending drug right, trial, perhaps. Like, oh, yep. But um, but no, and so I always liked the way that they brought in some of the culture, and so when so I started to get more into it because I could teach my students. We would translate some of the songs, and some of them would be like, "Oh, I love this song," and then we would go through it, and they'd be like. Oh, that's what this song says, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah. See, you should. Uh, it's nice to sing it, but it's good to understand what Feel it means too." Yeah. yeah. And then, so how do you? Uh, there's the singing and the uh, novena, but then there's also this tradition that's really dying off, and it's only practiced by a few. Um, maybe not a, f- a few, uh, but it's definitely not as uh, prevalent as it used to be. Which is the Belen, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it starts when you go out and you gather the luma. And I was so blessed, and I just ran into Antinati Calvo um, yesterday. So a couple years ago, I was able to do um, a segment with her on uh, my show where we went out to uh, Runao and we we harvested luma for the Belen, and she kind of like. Um, let me apprentice like if that's a strong word because i can't <laughs> i can't do the stuff myself but she just let me kind of like follow her mm-hmm. and check it out and see um everything from getting the luma you know laying out the blend and she does like a major i mean this is like there's architecture plans and everything and and then um get preparing the um what's it the yam for the donuts mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's not just like any one thing, yeah. right? So, and it's it's beautiful. So, if you know, for those of you out there, if you don't practice those traditions, you should. You may want to start practicing those yeah, traditions. Yeah, because you get stuff. You could, I mean, even if you're not Catholic and you you know you come to this, you're going to get what else dogu. You're yeah. gonna get, you know what I mean. And it's it's not only about sort of the the finished product because that's what we sometimes focus on. Like, because then you can just buy it. You could buy a belen and you can just unpack it and put it there, right? But it's it's also about sharing between generations, right? So for yeah. so many people that looked for the Lumut, you usually did it with an older relative, and that's when you have contact between generations, you tell stories and so on and so. Yeah. And then when you put it together, and so it's not really just about what it is itself, it's also that it creates time for you to talk to your family right. and share those stories. And they're kind of like intergenerational um conversation oh, and yes. learning and you know so my grandmother died when i was um pretty young and so we didn't uh, get a lot of um the training that mm. you know like my mom and her siblings did so uh, meeting auntie Nati, especially later in my life it really kind of you know when you're young you do stuff you can't wait to grow up so you don't have to do it anymore like oh, i'm an adult now and it's kind of cool to kind of approach it from you know being a, a grown man and mm-hmm. Looking at it with, like, grown-up eyes. Oh, yes. That's what I always tell my students. And, of course, they don't give a shit now, necessarily. <laughs> but um, that's what I tell my kids, too. Right. When I'm kind of, they're like, why are you telling me why this? Why do we need to do this? It's like, un dia siempre pon agradeciste. One day. One day, my today. But, um, wait, so the fun thing is the Belen. I say millennials and Chamorro. <laughs> Malelio. <laughs> I, I say mampuzitos, the, the little chicklings. <laughs> but, um, so with the Belen, each of the language classes has to make a Belen. And some years we give them a lot of freedom. So, like, uh, last year, I liked it that one of my classes made a Protehi Letegzan Belen, where they had a, 
where they had they had a nativity element, but they also had Latexan beautiful lush green full of life on one side, right? And Latexan after buildup with like bulldoze. bombs, bulldozed, right. bulldoze and smoke and fire and, <laughs> and bullets on the other side. It was a very controversial be element. About that, but <laughs> but no, but I, I love it. See, and that's why I always tell my students. Explore the Belen idea. So some right. of my students, for example, they'll, they'll make the nativity scene, but then they'll put local animals in it. Or they'll, um, or they'll make the nativity scene, but then they'll have ancient Chamorro figures right. instead, of, instead of sort of Mary and Joseph. Right. And so what we, were, uh, we would do growing up is um, we would like put you know, little G.I. Joes or like Star Wars figures in there and then kind of see how long it would take. <laughs> the older relatives are like, they're sitting there praying like, wait a minute, is that Chewbacca over there? I'm like, what the? He wasn't one of the wise men. <laughs> oh, man, I had a... I, yeah. I had <laughs> one. Man, I had one student who was like a 50-something, 60-something-year-old Chamorro guy and he, for the Belen for that class, he brought in some figures. He said he had special Belen figures. And then he showed one of them, and it was like a guy, like, with his face wrapped up in, like, Arab garb. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he said, here's, here's, these are the shepherds. And so I took them, and I was like, these don't look like shepherds. And then he said, this is Joseph. And it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> he had Indiana Jones action figures. Indiana Joseph. From his kids. <laughs> I was like. So the guy, with, that was the dude with the swords, right? That whole yeah, that around. was one of the yeah. shepherds. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so uh, let's do a wrap here. Uh, it's going on tonight. Uh, what do people need to bring? And and let's go back real quick uh, because every year you guys do this, you raise money for a cause, oh, yes. right? And so um, as part of the Belen competition, every Belen will have a jar, Taranina'i, in front of it. And so the Belen you like the most, go ahead and put money in the jar. And whichever Belen has the most money at the end of it wins. And then the professor has to kind of uh, treat the class somehow. Wow. But all of the money together will go to ACT, uh, Autism Nonprofit on Guam. Nice. Autism so, Community Together, right? That's the one. And so there'll be a representative will be there tonight to collect the money after we count it all and so on. Because last year we raised uh, like uh, between three and four hundred dollars for Typhoon U2 sort of relief. Um, and we're, we're happy again to sort of... Uh, give back to the community. Good. That's good. But if you come tonight, 6 to 8, UOG, HSS, Atrium, you don't have to bring anything except yourself and your appetite. Are you sure? Because most time on Guam, we say, no, don't bring anything. Just, just bring yourself. And then he showed like, Lana, they didn't even bring anything? No, no. For this <laughs> really time, for this time, because okay. be ready to take, because we always have way too much finat mamas, sweets, and banyalos left over. And so it is going to be uh, desserty. It's, oh yeah, no, 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 like, uh, no, no rice, rice. no anything like that. But yeah, so there'll be a singing, there'll be a fashion show, I don't, but it'll be a nativity, uh, Belen-themed so fashion show. So we're going to see a Luma bikini. <laughs> and then a mini novena, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll that's be cool. not Are you guys going to uh, stream it or anything? I may, I may, I may uh, stream some of it. Right, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so um, again, it's free. It's tonight. Uh, they're going to have Banana's Doggo for days. You know, it's kind of early in the um, holidays. It's late for some of us, but December 6th, right? So I don't know if you've had any Banana's Doggo yet um, this year. It'll, now's your chance tonight. Hungan, put for what? 
Okay, so that's uh, at the HSS atrium. Okay, the middle area in the HSS Humanities and Social Sciences building. Right, that's so uh, Dr. Mike's always a pleasure yes. to have you on. I'll go mass. I'll and, go mass. Um, hey, just a heads up, you know, next Tuesday I'll be uh, back with uh, the Executive Director of the Commission on Decolonization, um, Melvin Wampat Bora, to continue discussing uh, decolonization. Check out our um, shows. That's going to happen uh, Tuesday. Hey, have a great weekend and be sure to swing by uh, UOG tonight and check out uh, Dr. Mike and the uh, really awesome uh, Chamorro language and Chamorro studies programs over at the university.